You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. Today, I have a very exciting guest. I have one of the hardest working men in the adult industry today. I know I don't interview nearly enough male performers, so I'm very happy to bring you Quentin James today. Quentin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Take a bow. Kiss a little. Thank you very much. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So before we get into our conversation, um, I do want to give a shout out to my sponsor, Dipsy. They are short, sexy stories that you can access through their app. And it's a great way to kind of relax right before you go to bed. Or if you've got some special alone time, they cover all kinds of stories about, um, you know, non-binary, trans, uh, your straight up vanilla scenes, BDSM, anything that you're into, you can find it at Dipsy. And if you go to dipsystories.com slash Holly, you will get 30 day free trial. So go check them out. Dipsystories.com slash Holly for your 30 day free trial. So Quentin, hello. Yes. How are you? Hello, I'm great. So it's right before Thanksgiving, and I know you're on the East Coast with family, so I just want to say I really appreciate you making the time for me because I know you're technically on holiday right now, and I'm oh, of monopolizing your time. Forward to this, looking forward to this actual five, six days off, which is like never happening, so it's great. You work got off the plane this morning. Lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you work a lot. <coughs> How many days a week do you work? Um, well, God, I was working 20 to about 20, 20, 24 scenes a month, and it was too much. I had to slow down. That's way too much to work. Um, now I try and work no more than five a week. I like I like to do three to four scenes a week now, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest. But, yeah, it's just – yeah, I can get, you just get burnt out, and I was getting I, – I can't say no. I'm probably a lot of – same as a lot of people. I can't say no. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm available. Oh, yeah, I'm available. But then I just end up working all the time, and I don't have time to do anything else. And the thing is, is like your job is demanding in so many ways. It's obviously like physically demanding, but there's like a kind of like a mental demand as well. I mean, basically you're having sex with other women for a living. And we all know that the male appendage can be temperamental, shall we say. So (laughs) I think like when someone like you gets burned out, it's a different story than like someone who works IT gets burned out. So like 
when you're burned out, do you find that like you start struggling in scenes? Um, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, a lot of it's, a lot of it's mental as well as physical. I mean, um, I think the mental strain from day to day is more than the physical strain because everyone has this, especially men have this, um, kind of vision that we're on set and we're having sex from 10 to five and we have to stay hard for like eight hours and, and then that's it. So I can understand if that's, if that's your vision of what happens and yeah, I'd be exhausted too if I had to stay hard for like eight hours and keep going and keep going, which has sometimes happened on the odd occasion when you're like, all right, go, stop, start, here you go. But honestly, it's not really the, um, the physical part. It's the mental part of the whole day because you just got to, as soon as you get in there, you can have a laugh and a joke, but you're still there to do a job. You still got to be on your script, make sure you're on time, make sure that they run smooth, make sure that, um, you're on top of it. And especially with sex and everything like that. So it's, it's, it's very mentally demanding. That's why that when, for me, when I say burnt out, I more mean just mentally exhausted. And yes, my body gets exhausted as well. Like sometimes I, my, my weenus gets a little sore if I'm going back to back. And that just depends on the, uh, on the scene, sometimes a girl can be a little rougher than others. Sometimes it can be more demanding physically. Um, like I know with me, when there's a lot of lube involved, it really dries me out because I'm uncircumcised. So I've got to be mm. careful with that. Um, and sometimes I do have to take a. I barely ever, I barely ever cancel scenes. Like in in four years, like I can't even count on one hand how many times I've canceled. So that's that's pretty good because I don't like to do that. I'll just make sure that okay, um, I need to take a rest day you know, both for mental and both for physical. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's the mental, mental, mental thing that I think is more draining when you get burnt out. Um, and it does happen. Then your body is just going to be like, nah, I don't want to work today. And it's nothing to do with your physical thing. Your body's just like, I'm drained. Like it's going to make it harder for you to get more aroused and get more into the scene. And I know when that's coming because my mind is just like, not that it doesn't want to be there. It's just like, all right. Yeah. I'm coming towards the end. You know what I mean? And then it just becomes more of a struggle. Um, and the girl, it doesn't matter on the girl. The girl could be a 10 or a 2. It doesn't matter on them. Once your body is just like, all right, I'm a, and your body and mind is just like, okay, I need to I need to take a break. I'm just not – things aren't uh, – when your penis and mind aren't in sync, it, it can be a little bit difficult, you know. That's how, that's how I say it. Because sometimes it's just – I mean, we all have bad days too, you know. Like we all, we all have home life. We have life outside of porn. You know, like other stresses. And if you bring that into the work environment, it, it has a toll on – how your day goes really. So you just got to yeah. try and filter that out and go, that's what I do. I try and just filter everything out. And when I'm there, I focus on the day, the girl, and just try and have the best day I can, whether I'm feeling drained or not. Um, Cause it's just going to be better all around, you know? Yeah. There's like a mental aptitude that you guys have to have, which I feel like mm. is unlike any other job. Yeah. You know, no, I think I mean, <laughs> it's funny because I mean, us as men, I mean, as a society, like sex is a leading thing. We do everything for sex, really. Everything mm. for the opposite sex. People, especially if you're single, you'll go out, you'll drink, you'll go to clubs, you'll party, you'll do everything to try and get laid. Mm. And that's what my job is every single day. So that goal that people have at the end of their normal work day is like the goal that I'm going to work to do anyway. So someone finishes work, like I'm excited about tonight to go out. Hopefully I'll get laid, you know what I mean, after a full work day. So I have the energy. I'm going into work at late. So it's kind of defeating all that stuff. Uh, and it's great. But I mean, after as time goes on, I mean, it's like any job, it's going to get pretty, pretty repetitive. So yeah. you do lose a bit of excitement. Like the general, I mean, everyone's going to lose a bit of excitement. I mean, if an IT guy has been there for five years, he's not going to be like, crush some numbers today. Can't wait. Let's go. Uh, I mean, yeah, when I was first in, I was like, I'm going to get some Poutang. Yeah. Now I'm like, I'm going to get some Poutang. 
<laughs> you know, and it, like, 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 like when I when I'm there though, like it's great. It's just, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's. And it just becomes. I think anyone in the industry, even girls, it just becomes repetitive. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't have a great time. It's just you know what you kind of know what you can expect now. You know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think we all get yeah. jaded, like we're, whatever oh, yeah, it is 100%. that we're doing, you know? So how did you get started in the adult industry? <laughs> My wife's idea. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's well, not one I hear very often. So me and my wife have been together, God, what am I now? 30, almost 35, almost 12 years. So way before porn was even a thing in my mind or any kind of adult stuff was in, in my mind. So because we've been married so long and we got married so young, like she was, I was 23 actually and she was 22. And uh, we met when she was 21. We decided to, as years went down the line, to like try an open relationship. You know what I mean? Like, okay, let's, let's, we only live once. Let's try and um, explore other people and do that. So we did that for a while and um, <clears throat> it has ups and downs as anything does. Um, and then we stopped and then she got pregnant. And then after she, after we had, after we had my son, our son, sorry, um, I decided, you know, I was like, I wanted to do like the open thing again. You know, it was, it was, I kind of missed it. I was like, oh, I felt like I wasn't done. And she wasn't ready. Um, and I kind of kept pushing it a little bit. And she was like, we had some, some porn friends. Um, Alexis Monroe, uh, who's not in the industry anymore, was a, was a good friend. It ends up being a good friend of us and Leah's. Um, and she said, well, why don't you do porn? At least you can like scratch your itch and then get paid. I was like, I'm not doing porn. I'm not having myself out there like that. Anyway, planted the seed, didn't she? She planted that seed. And then it just <laughs> kind of dispersed. I was like, porn, hmm, a porn star. Me? No. Wait, maybe. You know, those days where you look in the mirror, you're like, ha, porn star. Nah, but really, maybe? <laughs> so uh, she, I let that bury for about a good four, five, six months. And then um, I was just like, are you serious about it? She's like, yeah. I mean, because she was in that thing, like she was at least I won't get jealous really of other women. And like, it's a job and everyone knows where they're at and everything like that and everything else. Yeah. And I was like, all right, we've only lived once. And I guess so. I applied to... Uh, I applied to LA Direct and I applied to OC Modeling. LA Direct was like, screw this guy. I don't think he even looked at my email. And then Sandra got really? back to me from OC. Well, I didn't get a response because that's what was recommended to me. They were like, okay, LA Direct and OC are back then. I like uh, 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 some of the top agencies, so reach out to them. So I did. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. Okay, I was can, like, I ask, okay, two agents. can I ask you a question? When you submitted yeah. your um, application, did you include photos? I did just regular photos. I didn't include any nudes yet. I just did okay, the photos right, of but you Okay, because to be fair, like I do get a lot of emails from guys being like, I want to be in the porn industry. Yeah. And sometimes they include photos and sometimes they don't. I ignore 99.999% oh, of them, yeah. especially the one. But if someone who looks like you sent me photos and was like, I want to be in the porn industry, I would get back to you. Well, <laughs> well, thank you. That's very nice. I think I name dropped though. I obviously name dropped Alexis Monroe because she was in there, and LA Direct was her agent at that time. Uh, and I'd also, which I missed out, I'd also shot a scene before that as a tester. It was a it was a a website um, that wanted to do amateurs with pros, so amateur guys with pro women. Um, oh and I shot no a scene offense, with but Nish that would be my nightmare. Oh my god! Because I, I you know. Sort of you obviously have done very well, but like new male talent is usually like oh. a struggle. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, so it, it, opportunity arose, and I it was like I'm going to be with Nikki Delano, 
So oh, uh, I was that's I was helpful. So Nico Delano was my first ever on camera scene. God, I can't even remember what the website's called now. It's on there. What was the it's scene like? like? Cause it was, it was, well, we did two, we did two scenes in that day. <laughs> so wow. I did two scenes. Of her. Um, but no, she, she was great. She was really professional and really great. And she, it, it actually gave a really good, te- it, it gave me a really good um, experience for the porn industry. I was like, wow, she's super nice. She's like this blonde, small, busty, beautiful woman. And she's just so nice. You know what I mean? I was like, wow. Cause people have this perception of people, um, and it can make or break you, really. Like, if you have a first bad experience, you're going to be like, ah, well, I don't want to do this if everyone's going to be like that, you know? But I had a great experience, and the scene went the scene went well. I was nervous, and I was like, okay, I know I've got to open up the camera. I've got to think about positions. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Uh, and they just kind of – it was shot, like, really kind of artistic. It was, like, um, had, like, music in the background, and, like, it was just shot, like, more, like, artsy sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, like, it went – it went it went well. Um and I was like, oh, wow, that was really good. Okay, cool. God, I, that I can is, deal with that. So, that is yeah, my so first funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's such an exception to the rule because I actually just did a whole like video about like how to get into porn for guys. Cause that's like the number one question that I get. And I always say, I'm like, if you think that you're going to start off in porn, your very first scene is going to be with one of the top female performers. That's not going to happen. You're going to do like some shitty blow bang where you're like with yeah. a bunch of other dudes because people want to like, see if you can make it, but you like totally that, yeah. had no, that first I, experience. I, I Cause, cause obviously I didn't know who Nikki Delano was. So I wasn't like, Oh, she's this big name in the industry. I didn't, know right. that stigma in the industry it was just something that came like so a bit of a background of how that came like i've been have you ever seen there's a, there was a tv show called gigolos so for six yes, years i remember now, that been, uh, for six years i've been with that company before with porn so i am basically i mean let's go let's put it that male companion for my female so i've been doing that for six years for cowboys for angels before i got into porn so i already had some background on um couples and people in the room and not really performing under pressure, but kind of, I mean, like sometimes I get hired, like just to, just to, um, with, with couples, you know what I mean? And like, you have to be okay sometimes with the man watching, you know what I mean? Or being there, being present. It's a little weird, but the way I am, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm so nonchalant about anything. I didn't overthink it. I was like, oh, okay, let's work. Let's go. Um, so having other people in the room is what I think puts a lot of guys under pressure. Is like okay, you got that person, they got that person, they got that person there, and you overthink everything. Um, so when it came to doing that scene, I think I was because I knew kind of people there. I was like, all right, this is just another day. Um, and the, first, the the initial thing is because it wasn't any like photos or any like uh, sex stills or anything like that. I was like, all right, let's kiss and take off your pants and let's go. Um, and I was like, all right, it's working, it's working. All right, we're good. Let's go. Um, yeah, I know we did two wow. scenes. I had to, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So it was just, it was fun. It was really fun. I look back and it was really fun. And I, like, I still speak to Nikki now. Like, I haven't shot another scene with her since then because I think she kind of retired, like, when OnlyFans started coming out and as mm-hmm. I was coming in. Um, but no, we kept in contact for a long time. Um, yeah, she's, those she's scenes, fun. Those, those scenes are somewhere. If I can find where that website is, I'll, I'll let you know because it was, it was, it was, it was fun. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Young me without this tattoo, you know what I mean? It was a young innocent me, kind of. <laughs> that's that's such a funny story. Yeah, you definitely had a um atypical first experience in porn, I have to yeah. say. Yeah, um, I, yeah. When I first got into the industry, there's always 
there's always a, there's always going to be a pressure for guys because when you come in, you hear about like guys failing and this and that. Like, oh, how is he seen? Well, we had to cancel the scene because the guy couldn't stay hard, or uh, and that's the main thing. It's mainly the guy couldn't stay hard has had to cancel the scene. If the guy can't come, there's always ways to do it. It's not really a total loss. Yeah. It's not ideal, but if the guy can't stay hard, I mean, that's it. And that's normally just pressures of of the day. It's not really like. Because they're probably, I know how it is because guys are like, well, I can get hard at home. I can do this. It's fine. I have, there's nothing wrong with my dick. But when you're under pressure like that, it's it's like if you're nervous, and I've had it at times where I've had anxiety or I'm kind of nervous, and oh, trust me, it, it will affect you if you don't get it under control. How do you, uh, have you ever completely failed a scene? No, I've never completely failed a scene. That's what wow. I've never had to. Uh, I was I was on set actually a couple of weeks ago, and it's funny because I I had COVID in 2020, July 2020, and ever since then my anxiety has been. I had well, the first few months my anxiety was really bad. Maybe it's the the pandemic and stuff, but it comes and goes yeah. even nearly two years later. And I was on set for Brazos, and uh, I was already having a bit of a anxious day, and I don't know why. And I was like, all right, just just calm myself down. And uh, we started the scene. And we did all sex stills, great, everything. Started the scene. I'm there going down on the girl, and I went. And I just had, I just felt that anxiety panic attack come on, and I'm there going. I was like, all right, I said, I said, I said, I'll be back in a minute. I had to go outside, sit down, and just sit there and calm myself down. I was like, okay. And it was funny because it's just like when you get like a panic attack, it's almost like anxiety. It's almost we we know the things of being nervous, and if you get overly nervous, you can feel it in your chest. But this yeah. was just out of nowhere. It was like just an anxiety thing out of nowhere. So I had to stop. Uh, they took like a, a two or three minute break. I was like, all right, give me five, 10 minutes. I'll be right. So I'm outside just taking deep breaths, like getting my penis back working again. And I was like, all right. So, um, five, six minutes. Well, probably, yeah, probably just less than 10 minutes later, calm myself down, got in there. I was like, all right, don't know what happened. Walked in. I was like, all right, I'm ready. They were like, Shh. they started the scene. I just went back in the scene, went straight back to where it was and carried on. I finished wow. the scene because they kept yeah. going. You have to, because because in situations like that, if you if you let your mind go like, oh my god, they're waiting on me, they're waiting on me. Okay, I can't feel this song. What happens if if you let your mind go down all those things? It's very very difficult to recover. Yeah. Uh, no, so I was just like, all right, you have a little panic attack or anxiety attack, and it's fine. Just take a breath, take a thing. You know, all these people, it's fine. They'll be carrying on with you. You know, what I mean, it happens here, or there, and then yeah, it was fine. So wow. yeah. Um, but in terms of failing, I mean, there've been days where I've been burnt out and like. The scene's been a little bit more of a struggle, like maybe I've been up and down a little bit, but I know that's because of just uh, I've been burnt out. Or sometimes I've done like a full five, six days, and then I have to do a two a day. And by that second scene, I'm just like, I even say to the girl, I said, look, I might need some help today. You know what I mean? Uh, and normally I know the girl. Um, so, but yeah, your body's just telling you like, all right, yeah, we need to, we need to have a little break. Mm-hmm. So, so what kind of, what, what type of scenes do you do the most frequently? Like Gonzo oh, features, you know. Um, probably, probably Gonzo. Really, I mean, the, your, your typical. Uh, here's a bit of a here's some dialogue, and then go and have sex. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I do love Gonzo. I do love working for my favorite company to work for is Belissa. I love working for Belissa, Belissa Films, because I just like I like to shoot Gonzo. I like to just. I'm more of a passionate performer than like your typical hardcore, pull your hair, fish hook you kind of spit in your face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I can do, you know what I mean? Uh, but I like just to have the connection and just let the camera go. And Because uh, I'm aware where the camera is and where the light is. So if I need to open up, I can and I kind of know where they are. But I think those scenes just feel more natural. You know, I like mm-hmm. when the scene feels more natural. And I think 
with today's age, that's especially with OnlyFans, that's what a lot of fans are looking for. They want to be like, oh, they just want to see like what happens. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. not only how I shoot my OnlyFans too. They're like, oh, what storyline? What do you want? I was like, let's just put a camera up and see what happens because I like it like that. And even if there's some funny bits or some edits or all like that, I think it's great. People like to to have that and be like, oh, it, it is real. Okay, they actually are having real sex. And then, you know, depending on the site, sometimes you got to cut each position depending on how what the site wants and everything like that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just am a lover, not a fighter, you know. <laughs> so you have a background in performing arts. I do. Um, does that help you with, like, the? I know you, you know, shot a lot of features as well. And yeah. you sing and dance, too. So have you been able to incorporate well, any of that into any of the films you've done? Um, I think having a, a background in performing definitely takes the edge off when it comes to, uh, like, lines and acting and being in front of the camera. Uh, because I know a lot of people, like a lot of people, especially women, don't get stressed out about the sex because, I mean, honestly, they don't really have anything to stress about with the sex. It's the dialogue that a lot of people get really up in arms about. It's dialogue. Um, I only mainly know it from a female perspective because unless I'm doing a boy-boy-girl, which is yeah, which is few and far between compared to a boy-girl. I mean, but when everyone's on their lines, the day's easier. And there's been times where yeah, the guy messed up his lines, the girl messed up their lines. I mean, I've messed up my lines. And it can take the day from being a five, six hour day to a 10 hour day, depending on how frustrated we are. So I think definitely the performance side has, has made that like a lot easier because I've had more, a lot of experience in that already. Um, mm-hmm. I just kind of really had to learn the sex part. Uh, but yes, um, <laughs> I have a, I've, I've incorporated some singing into into the, into uh, this industry. Me and Lacey Lennon did something for Brazzers called Step Away. And uh, it was this uh, little musical parody porn. And then um, uh, I guess the people at MindGeek wrote the song. And then I had to go to L.A. and go into the studio and record the song. Uh, and then we just kind of made a, a, a musical music porn video with it. I remember that. It was so clear. And Lacey's like got the most incredible voice. She's a trained oh, opera she's great. singer. Yeah, she's it's great. Like she's great. unbelievable her voice. And so it was funny I how that came seeing that. It was so it was, good. It was, it was funny how that came about because I was uh, shooting some of the promo stuff for for Brazzers. So I had to do scenes. And you know, sometimes they have ad scenes, you know what I mean? So you have to do like oh, yeah. uh, a minute here, a minute there, you know what I mean? A different segment. So I was doing an ad scene and I guess some of the people from the office from MindGeek was, was there on set and they had a piano. So I'm just saying between things, just playing piano and singing, you know what I mean? Because sometimes it relaxes me. I like to play if it's there. Sometimes I can just get in my own zone and just forget about things and just think, especially if we're on a break and, and we're not rolling and they're not doing stuff or they're just doing photos. So they heard that and they were like, oh, my God, you sing. Oh, we have a Lacey Lennon in the industry that sings too. We should do it. We should put a scene together with you guys that like some singing. I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool, thinking, ah, yeah, okay, we'll see when it happens. And then, yeah, a few months later, like, oh, we, we want to do this scene. So, and then they did it and it was great. I mean, it, it was, it was a fun time. I got a lot of great feedback on it. I know, it, yeah. I know within the first couple of weeks it hit like a million views on YouTube and then YouTube's like, no, taking it down. Yeah. Cause it's, oh, but it's not, yeah. but they, but they did but say, they stay, they did say for work, you know what I mean? So but yeah, it didn't matter because it comes from palm sauce. Um, so it was a pair. Oh, I remember that. Like I said, it was a parody about step. Oh, yeah. Porn, which, as we all know, is very prolific in this industry. How do you feel about the whole? Because I'm sure that you've done a lot of stepfather, stepbrother. Oh so yeah, I get. How do you feel about it? Honestly, I don't care. Honestly, it doesn't bother me at all. Some people are really like, "Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that." Um, 
it was what threw me off. I had to work for a company and they couldn't say step. They couldn't say this. You had to call it swap, swap mom, swap son, swap daughter, swap dad. So that to me, getting that in the, in the thing, I was like, I guess it's all legalities now with, with the credit card companies and what you can and can't do and everything like that. So, but that to me was more weird than saying my stepdaughter or stepfather. Most things you have to just initiate it. uh, Like, Oh, uh, well, I married your mother, and you know what I mean? Just to get it across, and then you don't have to say it well. Yeah. When I've had to shoot it from MindGeek, we have to establish that the marriage between the parents is a new one, yeah. and that the stepmother or father was not around when the other um, performer was a minor. So it's something yeah. along the lines of like, you know, I'm 18 years old. You can't tell me what to do. You know, you only married my dad three weeks ago. So who do you think you are? Like we have to kind of say that to establish that like, it's not incestuous in any way where there was like, and then after after that, if they want to say, if they want to say daddy or mommy or daughter, you can, because it's already been established that it's not actually incestual. Um, I've done, God, one of the weirder ones with me was um, foster porn. Yeah. My (laughs) foster daughter. So it's like, we adopt this daughter and she's bad. And then, Basically, um, you're, you're bad. So uh, there was, it was, what was the scenario? We adopted her. She was being a brat. And the wife is like, I'm going to sort this out. And then they tied her up on the table. Like, I think it was a Thanksgiving thing. And then I had to stuff the turkey, which was her to teach her a lesson. I was like, ah, all right. Okay. It's fine. Uh, but there's just something. Yeah. Well, you know, we get asked to do some strange things in this industry. Oh, yeah. I think, I think I've done some where it's literally, oh, it doesn't matter if it's incest or not. And I'm like, well, that's on your that's on your company then that's fine yeah yeah i mean because because it's always like i'm i'm seasoned enough now to know like okay even if we're ad libbing the dialogue that they always we say all right we've got to get across that we aren't incest in any way and you just have right. to throw it in there so right. i mean it honestly doesn't bother me some people don't do it but i don't care I, I, it doesn't yeah. bother me at all yeah i, I, I play the dad a lot to be honest yeah i play a dad a lot especially if i'm doing hustler or naughty america i play the dad a lot if i'm not playing like the uh, the the husband or the something else, but yeah, I play the dad a lot. We get a lot of these young young ones, these young new ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about what it's like to be married in this industry and so much more. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Bring the warmth of the outside world back into your bedroom with Dipsy. If you're looking to heat things up, there's a story waiting for you. Listen to stories about hooking up with your hometown crush you never made a move on, or that coworker that you always had a little thing for. Or maybe a story that puts you in bed with someone who's telling you exactly what they'd like to do to you. Dipsy releases new content every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. And if you need to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, central bedtime stories, and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash holly. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash holly that's dipsystories.com slash holly you've probably been masturbating with the same hand for years now well the future of sex is here it's time to upgrade from your hand to the handy 
The Handy is an automatic sex simulator that combines state-of-the-art technology and Scandinavian design to give you a masturbation experience like no other. The stroker moves up and down the penis automatically. It uses 10 built-in sensors to give you precise control over the strokes, speed, and power, all with a very quiet motor, so nobody else needs to hear you get your groove on. You can actually sync the handy with your video content, both flat and VR, so you can feel what you see. It uses an advanced Wi-Fi and Bluetooth connectivity, so you can control it with your smartphone or your computer and play with a partner anywhere in the world. This is amazing because that means that you can have sexual experiences with people on the other side of the planet. It has a one-size-fits-all design. The adjustable strap lets you change the tightness. It has a variety of sleeves so you can customize the sensation to your preference. And for my listeners, you can get $10 off your handy order when you go to thehandy.com and enter code HOLLY at checkout. That's thehandy, H-A-N-D-Y, dot com and use promo code holly for ten dollars off the handy.com with code holly for ten dollars off change your masturbation game all right guys we are back so you've mentioned um a couple of times that you are married so mm-hmm. how does that work for you guys where you're a performer and she's not because i know a lot of people cannot imagine being in a relationship where one of them has sex with other people for money? Um, honestly, I had its ups and downs, you know, even though it was her idea to get me in the industry. Um, I've made mistakes. She's made mistakes, just like normal life. I think what would make us stand out more than the rest is because we've had a history before porn. It's not like it started out as a porn relationship you know what i mean where she met me when i was in the industry and then all of a sudden she's like yeah yeah that's fine and then had to adapt quickly i mean she did have to adapt but because we already had kind of an open relationship anyway and we've already been with other people and known about us being with other people i think that kind of helped with some of the 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 jealousy or some of the um insecurities um and i trust me like when i started this industry back in 2018 i mean i was like a kid at christmas you know what i mean i was like oh my god yeah i get to do this get to do that i think i think all guys have that first year of excitement you know what i mean and it was right around when kind of content was becoming a thing um i didn't really know how to explain content so she was like wait you get to have sex with a girl with just your phone and no one else there i'm like yeah she's like but like and then she was just worried that okay it's gonna be more intimate they can be more connections like it, it it's work but then it becomes more like you kind of just having sex and at the time i was like no it's just in my mind i'm like no it's just work yeah i mean if you a lot of people shoot content now as kind of even if they're in a relationship as a loophole just because they want to sleep with that person you know what i mean mm-hmm. i mean which is fine and i told her that she was like well do you, do you just want to have sex with this girl in my mind i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the thing I'm like, well, I'm like, it's a loophole. We're going to film it though. And we're going to sell it. Uh, so that took a while to get used to. That took a lot of compromise and stuff. You know what I mean? I had to, even though in my mind, I'm like, it is what it is. I had to kind of compromise to her to make her feel more comfortable. And I'm stubborn. So I was like my stubborn self about it. And then she's stubborn too. So we went back and forth on a, on a lot of that stuff. Because um, I just didn't know how to, how to really explain content when I was in there. I didn't really know how to explain it in a way that um, could make it more comfortable, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So, but other than that, like we got through it, we came to a compromise. And then as time went on and she, and she saw that things weren't really changing. Our, and I think that's the biggest thing. Things weren't changing in our relationship, you know, like, cause that's the dynamic. If things change and I become more distant or I become more this, or I express interest in, in others, it's going to change the dynamic of the relationship, which is going to change, make people get jealous and insecure because that's what shouldn't happen. Like this should be, you should go on set, do your thing. You can have the best time ever. You can have the most amazing sex, but then you come home and it's like, okay, you're back at home then. You're back at home now. Mm -hmm. That's what I found works. I mean, yeah, we talk about it. She'd be like, how was your day? I was like, yeah, it was, it was a good day. She'd be like, oh, who you shoot with? I was like, oh, I'll shoot with this person. And I keep it very surface. Uh, unless she asks me questions, I don't. Be, I want. I won't be like, oh my god. And I normally tell like the funny things or the bloopers that happened in the day, and I'm like, oh, you never guess what happened today, like this and that. So I keep it lighthearted, and then I just make sure that um, over like this. I mean, this has been a process, and I've learned this that I make sure that she's always knows that she's always loved. You know, that like no matter what, I've come home because it is. I, I I now. I mean, after some time, I see it. I have to see it from the other side. I'm like, okay, you don't do this for a living. You're definitely not having sex as much as I am. Um, I have to show you that this is just work and, and that you are my main priority, you know? Um, yeah. as I said, like, cause when I'm on set, like I want to, I want to, I still want to be myself and I want to have fun. Like I, when I'm on set, I kind of forget about everything at home. And then when I'm off set, I just forget about everything that's been on set, you know? Um, so, but as I said, she's, I mean, I'm very open. Like I believe, I believe that I can't be a hypocrite. So we only live once. So if I'm doing this and I'm having sexual things, all the time even if it is for work i'm like go explore like if she wants to go explore and have some sexual fun that's fine um i try to mainly say do it when i'm at work or i'm out of town uh, so it doesn't so it doesn't like disrupt our relationship but I, i'm always like yeah go go have that feeling because I, I think it's important for the other person to feel just the attention not necessarily the sex but just the attention because even on set we're still getting attention you know what i mean it's still that attention of of, of two people like vibing for the first or couple times and I think that's what a lot of performers like out of it is just like, oh, it's, it's nice. I get some attention if I've been in a relationship for a long time because it's just a different kind of attention, you know? Mm -hmm. And we, we as a society thrive on that. I think more than the actual sex, we thrive on attention. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. So, um, but, yeah. You mentioned like just kind of briefly in passing, like you'll tell her about, you know, some of the funny things that happen on set. Do you have any like great on set stories that you can <laughs> share with us? She'd be like, uh, how was your day? I was like, oh, it was a shitty day, meaning I got pooped on. <laughs> <laughs> now, how do you manage that when, when that happens? Because I, you know, I've heard uh, I mean, feedback from people saying like, I couldn't do anal because I'd be so mortified if, if poop. And, and that's and I'm just like, shit happens, you know? Li literally. And that's what it is. The girl is far more traumatized than the guy. Uh, and sometimes it's just a little bit. Sometimes there's been like a whole big old doogie on there. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, all right. And yeah, is it off putting a little bit? Yeah. I mean, the, the, detail but like the look and then the smell and you're like all right okay is it a boner killer yeah a little bit sometimes yeah but you just it's part of the job you gotta you gotta carry on like i'll i'll like it doesn't bother me i'm not i'm not grossed out and even if i am i'm not going to show it like it's not i mean this is what it is i mean you're going in going in the back door you know what i mean you better better be risky and these girls yeah. especially take a lot of time to prep so they want to make sure that they're super super clean so if they're if they're not i can understand how frustrating it is mm -hmm. um well, yeah, it's only happened a, a couple of times, you know. I mean, it it is what it is. I mean, it's just this is a funny story that I, I like to say, and she'll be like, "Ew, that's gross." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it is funny because I mean, me and Leah's done anal in in our personal life a good handful of times, and she doesn't prep. She's just like, "All right, go in there," you know. And it's always yeah. been fine. 
And she, so I guess I guess I guess I'm lucky. But I mean, it depends yeah. on different people's bodies. I mean, some people can clean out too much, you know. Um, mm. But what else has been funny on set? Um, oh God, I, I so I broke my I broke my finger on set. Broke my finger. I was running outside, slipped, and I hit my hand. Um, I still finished the scene, and then the day later, I went. I fractured my finger. Fractured my hand and finger in two places. Kieran's uh, set. Yeah, that wasn't Kieran's set. That was. I think that I had you booked the next day, and I um, think you had to cancel on me because of it. Yeah, right? yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, so that's what it was because I was in LA because I had to. Um, I had to, yeah, I was running for a scene and then I fell and then I was like, got through it and I was like, I have to get this checked out because if this is broken, I can't, if I have to have my hand wrapped, it's not going to look good. Uh, but yeah, so I broke my hand. So I was in a splint. So I had to take about, I took, I took about less, just under a week off just to keep the splint on. And then I took it off and I was like, you know what? It's fine. And then another time in my first couple months in the industry, I was doing POV and I got a battery pack that fell out of the camera and hit me on the nose and busted my nose open and I have a scar. On my nose, I was POV. Let's just, uh, who was it? It was a uh, God. I can't remember who it was. Crawling towards me like this, and I'm in POV. Then, dink, battery right there, full on boner in my hand, and then my nose is just bleeding. So I was like, run to the bathroom. I'm like, all right. So wipe myself off. Uh, luckily, it was POV because I probably would have to cancel because they can't shoot me with a big gash on my nose. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, got. I was like, it's fine, it's fine. Because that's what me. I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. We're fine. We're not canceling. I'm here. We're, we're doing this. And then, yeah, finished that scene too. And I was like, oh my God, I just had a Band-Aid on my nose. Bless him. The cameraman felt so bad. Even, even to this day, he feels bad. And I was like, remember when uh, you fucked on my face? He's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a big, yikes. That's a big problem. Um, I mean, I got one more. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, no. Please. <laughs> I, was, I was doing a boy, girl, girl, girl. And um, there was, what was it? One was kind of, uh, one was kind of riding me. The other one was on my face. And the other one was like licking my butthole on my balls. But my legs were in a weird position. And then she's bouncing on me. And I was like, listen, guys. I was like, you're blowing air in and you're pushing air out. I said, my stomach's getting full. And I said, I need to fart. And they, was, they, they were laughing. They were like, I was like, no, seriously, it's just going to be air. But I was like, all right, we'll carry on. Anyway. It must something happen, but she went and somebody pushed my legs, and I just <laughs> so loud it, into the girl that's like in my butthole, and then I was like, and like in her laughing. face, like, did her hair in, fly in her, back like Beyonce in, in her face? It, it was like a. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like one of those like Marilyn Monroe has the uh, has the wind blowing up her skirt. Imagine yeah. that. Um, so, but then, yeah, so everyone laughed and it was funny and I was, but then I had to take a break for 10 minutes. So I had so much air in my stomach. I had to go and squeeze in a ball to get it all out. So, <laughs> but yeah, I warned them. I was like, I could feel, it. I was like, yo, I'm going to like, you either have to stop or carry on. They were like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Just, and I just let, I was like, all right, fine. I'm just going to let it happen then. And it <laughs> you know, someone's got a fetish for that. You could probably sell just that specific clip to somebody for a lot of money. Oh, fart porn. I know I've heard it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like some fart porn. You know, what is so funny. So I used to box and there was this trainer at my boxing gym who, and like everybody knew I did porn yeah. and he came up to me once and he was like, Hey, he's like, yo, he's like, so you work in the porn industry. I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm really into fart porn. And I was like, Oh, okay. It's like, do you like shoot any fart porn? I'm like, no, it's not really my thing. He's like, yeah. 
He's like, but I like like the dry farts, you know, not like the wet farts. And I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, yeah, fart porn. And I was just like, <laughs> it was just so weird, you know? And, and I don't know if you get this too, but like sometimes when people know that you work in the adult industry, they think that they can just tell you all of like their deepest, darkest fantasies because like, you oh know, you'll God. understand. And you're just like, I don't really need to hear about this. I couldn't even imagine. Could you imagine? He, he's there just jerking off being like, oh yeah, a dry one. And the wet one comes. He's like, no, nope, no, nope, done. I'm done now. I can't, I can't listen to it. It's, one's gone from a to a and you're like, he's like, oh, too much. I was on the edge. I almost came and you spoiled it with your wet <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. Oh my God. That's brilliant. Oh, oh Jesus. God, that's brilliant. Jeez. So you uh, you once said in a previous interview that um, everyone's got a weird cum thing. Um, what did you mean by that, and what's yours? A weird cum thing? Yes. Like, like cum face or cum fetish? I don't cum? know. A weird cum know. thing. God, I say them some random shit when I get interviewed, so I don't remember. <laughs> but if I say some weird God, in context of a weird cum thing... Uh, maybe a cum face because I've seen maybe. some of the guys when um, we do boy boy girl and like we're both there to finish together and like I like to think I don't really have a like like what I call the poop cum face you know what I mean when you're like yeah. um, but some people I've seen like I look up and I'm like oh Jesus it's just, just yeah. a weird cum face like well, and especially um, if you're shooting softcore, you know, because a lot of times, like, we can't show the cum shot. So a lot yeah. of times they zoom up to the guy's face to kind of, like, show yeah. that he's coming and the guy, like, fakes it. Yeah. So. I, I like yeah. to think, I've I watched one of those, and I think I have it very genetic, like, oh, yeah, I'm coming. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but when people, some people are actually coming, like, just the face together is like. <laughs> And I couldn't I, I couldn't even imagine like imagine if with you with a girl and you're like, Oh yeah, baby, I'm gonna come and she's like, Yeah, come and he's like, Okay. <laughs> I can't even do it. But I mean you'd be, you'd be like, okay, 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 don't come, don't come, don't come, don't come. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine, it's fine. I'm good. Don't. <laughs> so maybe that was it, a weird cum thing. I mean, I think I know I've talked about like different cum faces. Um Yeah, so because yeah, it's just very interesting yeah, to me. It it's like, and people are going to be like, why are you looking at the guy while he's coming? I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to time it. You know what I mean? And then I look at his face. I'm like, All right, maybe I'll not. Maybe I'll just look at his penis instead. <laughs> well, so I know that like, um, sometimes guys will, if like, they feel like they're going to come too fast, they'll look at like another guy on set to like help them bring them back in the moment or, you know, not, not come that quickly. Do you ever do that? Do you ever like distract yourself by like looking at something that like, oh, no, doesn't I, turn I, you on? I, I had a guy look at me and he he came in an instant. So no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't, I wouldn't say I look at the other guy. I do mess around with like sometimes the, uh, the crew. So like if they're in a tight shot, um, I'll look at them or like sometimes like if they're tight shot, I'm like, oh, I'm going to come and I'll look them directly in the eyes as I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just weird stuff like that for me. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't, I just, I just, honestly, I sing a song. I'll, I'll take my mind off or I'll count things on the wall. Oh, there's been times where I'm just like, it gets too much and I push the girl off. I'm like, nope. They're like, what's wrong? I was like, ooh, you nearly made me come. This scene going to be over before it is because I'm old and I don't know if I got another one in me. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I just, I, I just find different distractions, you know, but um, no, I've never really looked at the other guy. 
mean, I mean, if they're making those faces, maybe I should look at them and be like, all right, this is the, this is definitely off-putting. So, <laughs> <laughs> what what do you do if you show up to scene to a set and you're not attracted to your scene partner, either because like physically they're not attractive to you, or maybe like mentally, maybe they have like a shitty attitude. Uh, like, how do you handle? I that? would I would much rather them be less physically attracted but have a great attitude than be so attractive and have a shitty attitude 100 percent. because i can get around everything else um for me it comes down to attitude really i mean yeah you're always going to be physically sometimes not attracted to the person but if they're not attractive and they have a shitty attitude then you're going to be like oh crap two for two you know you know Mm -hmm. um you just have to i mean you just have to get in the zone and do it and sometimes you just have to focus on things that turn you on or try and kind of dominate the scene to to the way that you can kind of um, turn yourself on, you know. Luckily, I've not, I mean, it's very rare that that's happened, touch wood. Like, and normally it's just an attitude thing. Like, if the girl's just, yeah. like, she acts like she doesn't want to be there, that's the hardest thing, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, then you've got to kind of, like, try and win them open. I, I don't, I'm not there to win anyone over, you know. I just want mm-hmm. to come in and, like, have some great chemistry and, like I'm always bubbly on set. I'm always fun. I'm always like trying to make sure that we have a, have a, have a good day. Like I'm trying to, I, I want the girl to like me because it's easier for me. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's again, comes down to the attention. You know what I mean? So if like, I feel like I get a bit of attention, I feel like she's involved. It's going to help me as a performer. And I think it's going to help a lot of guys as well. If they get that little bit of attention, not that they need like, okay, um, get me hard or anything like that. It's nothing like about the physical thing. It's just like, if you act like you want to be there and you're kind of excited to do the scene, that's all. That's all I need, really. I don't. I couldn't really. It doesn't really matter if you're a two or a ten, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Take us through like what a typical day is on set. Like when you show up, like all the steps that happen on like a typical porn day set. Okay, so uh, nine ten a.m. Girl, will be there for makeup. Um, I'll probably get there around eleven or eleven thirty by the time the girls done makeup hair pretty girls um and then we'll know and go. what are for those who like don't know industry jargon, okay what are pretty girls? so so pretty girls are all the the still photos that you see when you scroll through the website all the high definition photos of her in a in her bra and panties and then stripping basically stripping down from there you know she'll have a nice set of lingerie with heels and then she'll do a lot of poses all the way down to fully nude and um the company will promote those that only takes about god and that can, that can take anywhere between 30 minutes and an hour, depending on a lot of it's set up too. Cause once they've done makeup, if they're not set up for photos, they've got to set up for photos. So normally I, I say from hair and makeup to pretty girls, I, I normally say about two hours, two and a half hours. Uh, and normally I, I'm, if I work for a company a lot, I'll just get the director's number. And especially if I'm local, I'll like just text me when you're in pretty girls and I'll be on my way or text me when you're halfway through pretty girls. Um, Cause sometimes I get there, especially in Vegas. And I'm like, you're not even out of makeup yet. Yeah. Why am yeah. I here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? So, but this, because there's always times where it's like, okay, call times 12. And like, oh, like when uh, actually come at one, actually come at one thirty because they're just running behind. I mean, it happens. So, yeah. I do that all I, the time. I always have the male talent. I'm like, text me because I'm saying one, but like, we may not need you till four. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly. And I appreciate that because I'd rather be, then I can get other stuff done, you know? Yeah. Um, but once I get onto set, normally nowadays, God, if, if the shoot goes good, four hours from when I get there and get out, depending on the script. I mean, it's, if it's a feature, it's a little different. There's a lot of dialogue, it's a little different. If there's a lot of dialogue, it's going to take longer. But it's not much dialogue, I man. 
God, I was on a, I, I think quickest I've been in and out. This was anal for, for Mind Geek for us. And I, was, I got there at 11. <laughs> Luna Star was like, she comes in, she's like, okay, okay. I need to be at the DMV at 2.30. And so this is 11 a.m. when I got there. And I was like, all right. She was like, she was like, they were like, yeah, she failed to mention this. I love her, bless her. She was like, so we've got to get this going. Boom, popped at 1.50. She's like, yes, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so I was there, I was there less than three hours. So it was great. I was, I think, was wow. that an anal scene too? She was just, I mean, she's great. She's always, she's always on it. Luna Star is like, uh, I actually shot her in like a really high production scene for yeah. browsers with Mick blue. And somehow it didn't get communicated to her that it was an anal scene. Um, oh, and we get to set and she was like, Oh, it's an anal scene. And she was like, no problem. She was like, all right. I just like, give me some dildos. Like give me an enema. Like what? And she was like, good to go. Cool. The scene went perfect. No problems. Like easy. Yeah. Some people like that. I, I mean, we've had to, uh, I know some of the guys that like have like really, really big penises. Some of the girls can't take it in the vagina. And sometimes if they can, they'll switch it to anal because they can do it better in anal. And even the girls request, can we just do anal? Cause it's going to be more comfortable. Yeah. Which in the beginning, which in the beginning. Yeah. Work like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was so, like, Oh wow. So speaking of, um, you know, another misconception that people have is that in order to be a porn star, you have to have like this absolutely massive, massive penis. And you've described your penis as average for porn. What would you say is average for porn? Uh, I'm about, my, my penis is about seven inches, seven to seven and a half, probably closer to seven. Everyone always like everyone, everyone to take their penis measurement as an inch. You know what I mean? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a solid seven inches with a curve. So I like to say that adds a bit of a bonus, you know what I mean? And I'm uncircumcised. So maybe it's really nine, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if you stretch the foreskin out. <laughs> if you stre- oh, if you stretch the foreskin, it's like 12. Come. I'd be like, watch out, Dread. I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, damn, that guy, that guy's thinking about big penis. Unless you're Dread, Jesus Christ, I think he's got the biggest I'm so excited because I'm actually, he's coming on this podcast. I, I was, was going to be like, I'm so excited I get to fuck Dread. I was no, that's no. what you were going to say. <laughs> I have this baby now. I'm taking that monster arm. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. I, I know, could never know, do, do know, take dread. You know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. And I hate to give this guy props because I love him. And I hate him. My, my good friend, Kieran Lee, he said, um, he did make a comment in the pandemic and he was like, um, it was like, Jesus, the only per- person that's going to be walking, uh, working is dread. Cause we've got to stay six feet apart. He's the only one that can reach. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah. So that was funny. I was like, all right, hats off. It's funny. Yeah, me, me and Kieran go back and forth. But yeah, back to back to the uh, back to the penis thing. Um, no, you. I mean, if you have a big penis, and I, when I say big penis for porn, it's probably nine, ten inches, and you can perform, and you can make it work, and you don't fail, you will work a lot. You just will. There's 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 such a category for big tick, dick porn, and if you have it, like it doesn't matter even matter what you look like, because honestly, they would probably just film that big monster going in. You know what I mean? So I think nine, 10 inches is classed as, as a big dick. I think between six and eight is kind of average depending on, depending on your body, your, your girth, your length, because the camera, like, honestly, like between a seven and eight inch dick, depending on how the camera is, it's going to make it look bigger or smaller, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the girls can't really tell. I mean, I get girls all the time being like, oh, you're like eight inches, right? I'm like, no, but thank you for adding one. <laughs> I, I say my penis is two two hands and a head. Two hands and a head is how big my penis is. Um, which honestly, which I've learned along the way is girls prefer it. Girls prefer it to prefer the dicks to be um, like not that huge. You know what I mean? Because they have to work yeah. with huge dicks all the time. Um, 
so they prefer to come in like to just i mean i mean i guess i guess in the normal world my penis is it will be i guess big but in the porn world because everything is already big i class it as average you know so the average i guess average penis in the world is what five five and a half inches so if i'm seven so if i'm seven i am above that but i think in porn the average penis is seven because it, yeah. that's what it is i mean you have to you have to have something to work with in porn yes um mm -hmm. but you don't have to have it depends on what category you want to be but it's, it comes to the same thing if you've got a 12 inch penis and you can't it doesn't work you're not going to work um but if you have a seven eight inch penis and you're good with your lines your acting your um your work ethic and people like you then you're going to get booked a lot yeah so it's not and necessarily I think, yeah i think that's definitely the case with you mm -hmm. um so how has the stigma of being a porn star affected you like in your personal life do you ever come across where you've been denied i don't know uh, banking credit card loans um anything like that <laughs> i did when i opened my llc i did say that i was a in the adult industry industry and they were like okay they came up like yeah we can't give you a business account i was like okay so you can't say that you're in the adult industry if you want to get an llc or an escort or a business account so i learned that one quickly that was with chase was that a I bank know. that said that to you that was chase so i oh, went okay so first of all chase is the worst with that yeah. they they have shut down so many porn star accounts and yeah no you because banks are actually per, private institutions they can do whatever they yeah. want so you never tell them that you're important yeah i learned the hard way there so other than that i haven't had any issues with especially when it comes to financial stuff i mean everyone asks me what do you do and i'm just like oh i'm self-employed i'm in film and photography that's what i always say you know what I say? I say that well, I shoot influencers because it's actually oh, true. Because a lot of the influence. girls that I shoot have like millions of followers. Which and is true. Because most, Yeah. And to most people, that's like such a kind of like vague and boring, you know, and they'll be like, oh, like, is it anybody I know? And I'll be like, you know, like TikTokers and stuff like that. And most people are like, oh, okay. I don't know. They're like, like, okay, you got me to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like whatever answer I can give them that's like the most boring and the least interesting, yeah. but it's like kind of true is is what I say. Because well, I mean, yeah, you probably get by this. I talk a lot. So I've learned when it comes to financial things, you just answer them, say the basic things. When they're like, okay, so what do you do for a living? Oh, film photography. Okay. Is there anything yeah. else? Nope. So just keep it, keep it simple. But yeah, luckily I've not had, I've not had anything with that. Like, which is actually been, been like, I mean, it's, it's been good. It's been, it's been a good time. I like, um, especially financially, which is great. Um, but yeah, I never had any any issues with, with being denied, apart from that one time when I blatantly told them. I'm mean, sure if I went around saying, oh yeah, I'm a porn prop. I call myself a porn prop. People are like, oh yeah, he's a porn star. I'm like, ah, prop. More like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I said, I'm there to make the girls look good. I don't look at myself as a star though. I do not look at myself as a porn star. When people are like, you're a porn star. I'm like, I don't look at myself as a star. I don't know, because to me, the stars are the women, not me, you know? Mm. That's why I so, like you so much. But I mean, you know, being not a porn star, you have been nominated for Performer of the Year at XBiz and AVN, yes. as well as Best Leading Actor and Best POV Scene for AVN. So yes. how do you feel about like awards in general? Because I've been seeing a lot of like, you know, kind of back and forth on Twitter. A lot of people feel left out when they don't get nominated for awards. Um, um, does it Like how significant is that to you? I used to feel a little bit left out, I guess. And I think that's all it is, is a bit left out. I don't, I've never really been in a person that's like, oh my, it's going to change my life if I win. Because I, I know these awards, it's like anything, a lot of it's politics too, you know what I mean? A lot of it's this and that. And there's a lot of, 
I don't know the underlying story, but there's there's politics and everything. You know what I mean? It is nice to get nominated, like, um, but I don't hold my breath with winning. You know, uh, especially with this pandemic. I mean, I know before you used to have to like put in all your scenes to to get them to look through and then maybe get nominated. I mean, I, I didn't put myself forward or anything this year. I completely forgot about it. I'm like, oh, we're going digital. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, we're yeah. going digital. Okay, cool. Uh, so to be nominated, yeah, it, it is very nice, uh, especially performer of the year. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, I, I have no stigma on the thing I'm going to win. You know what I mean? If I win, I'll be generally surprised, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So, but I mean, it is nice to have to have the recognition and be there with some of the great people that have been nominated in the category. Um, yeah. But I said, I don't hold my breath. And like, if I wasn't nominated, would I be a bit disheartened? I'd be like, maybe a little bit, if I'm honest. I'd be like, ah, well, that sucks. You know what I mean? Especially, I'm, I'm really glad that Ayla Donovan got nominated for Best Actress in Toxic because she worked really hard for that one as well. Uh, and she messaged me because she didn't she didn't see it in the AVN. She was like, oh, congratulations on your nomination for Best, Best Actor for Toxic. And I was like, you got nominated too? She was like, wait, what? I didn't see. <laughs> so, uh, which is great. So I, 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 if she won, that would be great. It would be great if she won that. Um, she deserves yeah. it, you know. Um, which was a great movie, actually, Toxic by Jackie St. James. We had a, we had a great we had a great time doing that feature. Um, I've seen the the cover. It looks beautiful. No, it's great, and it sucks because I love Jackie to death, and I don't think she gets enough recognition with the work that she does at all. Especially yeah, when it comes and to that the... woman works so oh, yeah. hard and so often. Especially I was actually, I think about I think about her a lot because I've yeah. cut down on my shooting so much since I had a kid. Yeah. I only shoot four scenes max a month. Yeah. I shoot two scenes for twisties. They're treated the month. And yeah. I shoot like one showcase for browsers and then one from my website. And I'm yeah. honestly like so happy to be shooting so little. Yeah. Um, and I just like look at how much Jackie works and, and she writes her movies and she does features with all this dialogue. And I'm just like, wow, I couldn't do that anymore. And she's the same age as me. I know. And I know she's, I know she's wanting to slow down um, and kind of like head up the productions. You know what I mean? Um, which I hope she does. Like she, she deserves it. And it just sucks because a lot of these people that win best actor and actresses are, on, are the features that have far bigger budgets. Yeah. It's, you know it's, I mean? it's kind of unfair. Like the huge gap between the budgets of the movies, you know, that people work really hard yeah. on and the budgets of, you know, I mean, let's be honest, like the Vixen movies, like, Oh yeah. They have the Vixen, like, the Axel Braun, the, no the, the, the budget. The, the, and, yeah. you know, they do fucking incredible, beautiful yeah. stuff. And, like, they, you know, Caden, like, they all deserve no, to be nominated. Absolutely, what absolutely. They do is phenomenal. But it's also, like, you know, how do you compete against somebody who had so much more money yeah. to make a movie no, exactly. than you did? It's, like, it's going to be the same we, thing. like, put it, Quasar and I have talked about, like, could we do like movies that were like made for under like thirty thousand? But, but, but that's like, like 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 they have in when they do actors they have indie <sighs> movies, which is indie movies that is going to be a smaller budget because right. you can't a movie could be great, but it's not going to be put in the same category as okay, this movie was uh we shot this for half a million. Okay, this movie was fifty million to shoot. It's not going to be it's not going to be in the same category, you know. Yeah. And when yeah, it comes yeah. to Hollywood, so I, I've thought about that too. That I think it should be a best not small budget, but best. There's got to be a category where you have it as like, I mean, at the end of the day, if you have a great feature that's not cost a lot of money, I mean, that's great, you know. I think there should be a category for that, which, which, I mean, Jackie spoke spoke about it, and she we've even said it's because the budgets aren't high enough, you know what I mean? Um, but we, you don't need it for for those companies. I mean, 
mile high and and um Valesa aren't going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a scene you know on, on a feature really you know yeah but vixen axel braun and all the people they uh say um what is it um uh what's it what's the other big one um the Bree mills does what's that company oh gamma Look gamma adult time. so they adult time yeah. so they have big budgets um mm -hmm. so i get it so i get it from that standpoint that yeah those are the people that are going to win because i mean it's it's kind of like it is what it is you know and they are they they I mean it, you can see the end result as well how different it is with those bigger budgets so so i get it but i just think jackie st james should get recognized for her work because I, everyone loves her you know what i mean and she works so hard and she's got such a good yeah. reputation so i don't know yeah. I, I i love jackie I, lo I love jackie i love working with her a lot yeah she's she's fantastic i don't i even i even told her who doesn't like her yeah i even told her i said if i could exclusively work for you i would and i don't really want to exclusively work for anyone but i would for Valesta yeah. and jackie i would um yeah. oh well we never know we'll see you never know well shout out to jackie <coughs> shout out you. to jackie we love you <laughs> we love um, you Quentin? Yes. Thank you so much for your time. It's been so lovely to chat to you. Thank you for taking time out on your holiday to talk to me. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, it's been a pleasure. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Social media, websites you want to plug, anything like that? All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Quinton James XXX. I think I'm shadow banned, so you might have to like actually find me find me um you can also find me on instagram at the quinton james life there is a fake profile out there so just remember the quinton james life is mine um and then also my only fans is uh only fans for slash quinton james and then pretty much anything else like i need to post all my stuff on mini visimo but anything that's for slash quinton james is mine i normally keep it very thick but for slash quinton james my only fans and then quinton james life for instagram and quinton james xxx for twitter Mm. yes and you guys can find me at holly randall on instagram and on twitter and if you want to of course support this podcast go to patreon.com slash holly randall unfiltered and get access to all kinds of cool perks including merch early release live recordings and special bonus content thank you guys so much for joining me and i will see you next week Thank you so much for listening. If you love my show and want to support it, I ask that you take the time to rate and review my podcast. Now, if you're not sure how to do that, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash HRU, and you'll automatically be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports, and then be led to the place where you can rate my show. Five stars, of course, and leave your glowing review. Okay, it doesn't have to be glowing, but you know, say something nice. You can also financially support this show through my Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered, where you get so many perks for your support. Things such as early releases and live recordings of my interviews, merchandise such as stickers, mugs, and hoodies, autographed copies of my photography books, free access to my private Snapchat and not-safe-for-work website hollyrandall.com, and my bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life. Also, join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Holly Randall Unfiltered, and you can watch the video versions of these interviews at youtube.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. Oh, and of course, sign up for my newsletter at hollyrandallunfiltered.com and get all the info on upcoming guests and special projects. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting my podcast in whatever way that you can. <laughs>